Hey there, lady. You're tuned into Wine and Gine, a lively woman's health podcast hosted by two licensed midwives, Kelly Pappas and Tiffany Alblinger. We're dragging every sister, mom, and best friend on our mission to make chatting about the female body and everything that comes along with it a normal and amusing thing. Grab a glass of wine with us while we flex our vagina expertise and dish on women's health topics each episode. Remember, you too can be a vagina expert because you have one. Welcome back to Wine and Gyne. Hi, Gyners. We have an extra special Oscars a couple weeks late, even though the Oscars were a while ago, um, episode for you today. That's right. We, um, as soon as we learned that the period end of sentence documentary won an Oscar, we were like, number one, we had no idea this documentary existed. No idea. And it's on Netflix. Right. Had no idea it was even on there. You'd think we would know about these kinds of things. Number two, we thought, this is a perfect example of the message that we're trying to send. For sure. Right up the wine and guy alley. We jumped on it as soon as we could. We know it's a little bit delayed, but we want you to know how flexible we are (laughs) to throw this in here. Look at us. You can be flexible by remembering the Oscars was three, four weeks ago. Something like that. (laughs) And it was great. People wore beautiful dresses and... Looked all lovely, and a a movie about women getting their periods won an Oscar. Hello. 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 That's massive. That in and of itself, the fact that it won out of all of the documentaries, I think is a huge step forward for so many reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And it really does highlight a specific people group in a specific region of the world where they're very low on economical resources and mm-hmm. educational resources and so that's definitely a component of it that makes it compelling for sure just that um global womanly compassion place Absolutely. where you want to support your sister across the world mm-hmm. but there's something deeper than that and that's part of what we're going to discuss on this episode because it, what happens is it resonates with an element inside of our American privilege, plenty of mm-hmm. resources. None of us are having the type of consequences to menstruation. Um, and there's still an element of it that's like, oh, that is shameful. Mm-hmm. That is taboo. Absolutely. That there there are consequences, even though they're not that socially drastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the part of it that makes it compelling enough for us to want to talk about it, share it with you guys, and encourage you to watch the film and support their organization. Yeah, absolutely. And just because it won an Oscar doesn't necessarily mean like, okay, we've hit the you know peak of talking about these things and making them not taboo anymore because um, just because it, it won the Oscar, you know, doesn't mean that everybody was like, oh, I'm super on board and I just love talking about periods now. Um, and you may have heard 
if you follow any of the um, information coming out about the um, uh, documentary itself, that when it won an Oscar, a huge uh, story that broke was about this anonymous Oscar voter. So Oscar films all have these voters, right, who say, like, this film or that actress or whatever. Um, so an anonymous voter wrote on his actual ballot um this is what this is what he wrote about uh period end of sentence so he wrote um here we go it's well done but it's about women getting their period and i don't think any man is voting for this film because it's just icky for men so this is a grown man using the word icky about menstruation, about a film about the taboo of menstruation and how it is severely impacting lives. Nobody, it's just too icky. nobody is telling this man like, oh, if you vote for this film, we're gonna menstruate on you. <laughs> right. Or I mean, you're we could, we could offer. You're but... gonna start spontaneously menstruating, <laughs> right? Just voting for a documentary. Educational uh, yes. film exposing reality. About the taboo of the thing. And he is highlighting for us how, again, like you were saying, even if our like the impact isn't as drastic here, that taboo is still everywhere. Right. And it's not like we have any control over our menstruation. This is how our bodies were designed. For good Come reason. On. Right. Many of us <laughs> are still struggling with that fact, right? Like a lot of us feel like it's a curse. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. It's a chore. It's like we're really, we're really working on appreciating mm -hmm. what our bodies do, right? Yeah. But why is that? Why are we so... Uh, consumed with the negativity of this particular body function. I wish I had the answer for you. It's inconvenient. It is inconvenient. Compared to the fact that men don't yes. have it. If men menstruated too, oh. nobody would be making a big old thing about it. No, not it at all. It would just be what everybody does. It's yeah. the same attitudes that we have about pregnancy and breastfeeding mm -hmm. in our culture. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's so inconvenient. Oh my goodness. I just can't wait till I get back to being more masculine. <laughs> Be so great. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, let's tell our listeners, because most of you guys probably haven't seen this film. Maybe some of you did after you saw that it had won an award yeah. and you, you know, went after it. It's on Netflix, so... And I think it's like 28 minutes long. It's really short. Yeah. It will not be a problem for you to hop on and watch it or sign in with your mom's login information and watch it. I'm pretty sure everybody is under somebody else's <laughs> Netflix login at this point. Yeah. Um, but because you're going to go rush and watch it after you listen to this podcast, we'll give you just a little bit of a synopsis about what it's about so that the discussion we have about it makes sense. Yes. So it follows um, a small community in India. I think you may know the actual name. I don't even have it written down. Hapur. Sorry. Hapur, India. Um, follows a group of uh, women there 
talking to them and also men in the community about menstruation in general, talking about periods and why they have them and what they do um, about menstruating, what they can use, pads or rags or anything. Um, and then follows uh, this incredible invention, this pad machine that this guy uh, created and actually gives jobs to women to not only get the pads because in such an economically um, like low resource area, even that is hard to come by. People are using just any kind of clothing, rags, anything that they're finding. Um, and uh, so that's like a huge you know, source of not only a sanitary option, but also then creates these jobs for women, teaching them how to actually educate about menstruation and sell a product too. So Yeah, so part of what they do in this documentary is they ask young women, so like, I don't know, they look like they're 12 to yeah. 15 or something, mm -hmm. and so they probably started their periods already. They ask them, what is a period? What's menstruation? Mm -hmm. And it appears in the film that they don't know what it is, and they won't answer. They're just like, There's lots know. of looking down. There's lots of, like, giggling. There's lots of answers of, like, we don't know. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously they know what it is. They know. They for sure know. Right, they're but they're not, not going to talk about it mm -hmm. on, on film or admit that they know something about it. Then they ask grown men in this community mm -hmm. what a period is, what menstruation is, and they're like, they're they're not, they're not as um, evasive, but they say stuff like, "Oh, I think that's a woman's illness." Yeah, I think it's an illness. It's, I think that's a problem that yeah. women have. But there's zero discussion on what it actually is. Right. I don't think anybody actually gives an answer. Yeah, none of the people yeah. interviewed give any answer. And then um, the documentary goes into the ways that this impacts their society mm -hmm. and even down to their religious practices, which includes you can't go into the temple when you're menstruating. Right. So a society that won't recognize it in a social aspect Mm -hmm. Yet religiously, they've made Has such rules a deep against it. Right. In fact, one woman even says, "We don't even pray when we're menstruating because we've been told that God doesn't hear those prayers." Yeah, while you're menstruating, you're just like a big, dirty, like mess. Basically, right. is what you get from from so that. That's a bit of this like social impact of you know how this particular community gets impacted. But I think a lot of third world countries. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's definitely not just this community. And I thought it was really powerful when a woman was giving her experience about having a period and was talking about how when she first got it, she was like, oh, this is like very inconvenient to try and figure out rags and where to change and, you know, all of that. Um, but then she was saying, I gave myself about a year. I was in school. I tried to figure it out for a year. Like... How can me being on my period work with me going to school? And she eventually figured out that it's just simply not going to work. Like, there's no, there was no way around um, keeping herself clean. There was no way around uh, men in the community figuring out that she was on her period. And so she didn't want to have to 
walk, you know, and have people recognize that she was on her period. Um, and so she dropped out of school, which was a, is a very common issue, not just in this community, across the world, that uh, periods in general make access to education very hard. Right. In this particular part of India, it's a big farming area, mm-hmm. but they're very close to industrial parts of India. And so people from this part of the community can go with the right amount of education and go have mm-hmm. jobs and mm-hmm. go live um, in a more city setting and right. have careers and all the things that we experience in mm-hmm. first world yeah, absolutely. Uh, community, but they literally stop going to school because they get their period. They don't have the education to continue developing any of those um, ideas or dreams of their future, and they work in the fields. Mm-hmm. So what happens when this guy brings his period machine to this community? So it's fascinating. All these women want to know what's up because it's being touted as like this life-changing experience for them. Um, so he brings this machine in. And I wanted to give a little background on him because I researched a bit about him. The um, This documentary doesn't go into his story a bit, but there was actually, um, they call it Bollywood, like the yeah. Indian uh, cinema. And so they actually made a movie about this guy. The Padman is what it's called. And it goes into his story of how obsessed he became about creating a sanitary pad for his wife. Um, And so, like, his whole life was centered around figuring out an economical, safe, sanitary option for his wife. And so he would create these things and then hand them to her for the month and be like, okay, try them out. And he would ask all of these questions about, like, how was your blood flow and how did it soak and how did it feel and whatever. And in a community where it's very taboo to talk about these things, it was really overwhelming to his wife, where which I thought was so interesting because right. you would think like, oh gosh, someone wants to talk about this. Like, thankfully I have somewhere to chat. But she became a bit overwhelmed by it. And the community became really overwhelmed by it too because they're like, who is this guy who's like so obsessed with menstruation and with about talking about it and, you know, tinkering around with all of these things and uh so he be- like sort of sort of became this like outcast because he was so obsessed with it and there were all these rumors about him being obsessed with menstruation because he was like interested in other women or that some people were saying he's a vampire like all of like all of these really crazy things um that actually his wife ended up leaving him for a little bit, um, like a couple years. Like she stepped because she was like, This is just too much for me. And um, talk about the goat's blood. Well, I, yeah, I'm getting okay, there. I'm just making so, sure because <laughs> he started doing this once she was gone. Um, that he didn't have access to the menstruation, yes. Anymore. Now he didn't have the men's men, the menstrual blood to figure out his uh, you know, contraptions. And so he started using goat's blood because goats were you know, killed often there. And so he would take a little, um, like, little canteen, basically, of goat's blood and uh, have it, he would keep it to himself, like, uh, tape it onto himself 
and to have it empty out into a pad that he would wear himself to figure out flow and how absorbent things were and how things were coagulating and all of that. He walked around with a canteen of goat's blood taped to himself because he was so uh, dedicated to the craft of creating the perfect pad. I feel like this is a missed opportunity for Kotex. Right? They are clearly not as dedicated to their uh, clientele as this man is. He could have sent in a so resume much. of some sort so and really they could have gotten a gem here. Yeah, I know. With this. They missed it. They Bring missed it. Bring that guy it. to the United States. I know. And his. Yeah. His world would have been so much <laughs> different. Um, but a happy ending there that he actually got interviewed on like a local news station about the pad machine that he was creating. And his wife, like his estranged wife, saw the episode and was like, oh, you've made it. <laughs> now I want to come back. I'm coming <laughs> so, for you. How so, much are you selling these machines for? <laughs> that sounds great. I'll be right back. Let's, you know move back in together so but they're happily married now great i'm glad there's some resolution and he's not taping goat's blood we don't know that yeah that's true (laughs) what he does behind closed doors is his own you know business keep that to yourself um but anyway he created this pad machine and which is basically like with like using hydraulics it basically creates like the um compressed cotton yes there it you go. seems really simple, quite so honestly. So simple. They're $12,000 if you want one of these. We looked it up. Yeah. Which sounds like a lot. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money. But the fact of like what it can create for this whole community, as you see in the, um, in the documentary, you're like, oh man, just having access to something like an absorbent pad instead of using rags or leaves or ashes yes yeah yeah it was a good thing so it wasn't just the fact that they had this resource in their community to work out their practical menstruation issues Mm -hmm. there were other components that ended up being a benefit of having this Yes. Like, technically, this little mini-industry in yeah, your absolutely. town. It was um, the women who would go work to put the pads together. They were taught how to use the machine. Mm-hmm. The materials are sourced locally. It's all biodegradable. And they're taught how to make these pads. And then they're paid to go out and sell them. So which they're, is awesome. They're peddling yeah. them to local shops, which are um, just very, like, pretty basic, like, merchant booths mm-hmm. in their in their market places. Mm-hmm. And most of these um, market place owners are men. Yes. So they're not excited about carrying these mm-hmm. items. And women actually won't go buy them from... Well, they don't want... Men to see them buying them. Right. Which is a thing. Right. Have you ever been embarrassed to go buy yes. menstrual products and I, have a male yes, cashier? I sure. still get that way. I'm a 30-year-old woman. 
and I'm very okay with these topics. Right. Yet I still feel sometimes like a 12-year-old. Yes. Yeah. Which is so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So I resonated with that element of it because on one hand, you're like, who gives a crap what these guys think? Right. You need to solve your problem in school. Then on the other hand, you're like, no, I know what that feels like. Totally. Because that's part of it for me too. And then you're in this even deeper taboo society, right? Yeah. uh, Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. It's, it's. There's an element of that that, that I want to touch back up, touch back on, but um, the really wonderful thing about the women being in charge of this industry in their town is that they're able to produce a bit of income. Yes, I loved I loved watching them figure out how to sell, sort of like the awkwardness of figuring out like how you know. How do I explain this? Because there's already that taboo where like not everybody wants to talk about periods, yet they're figuring out how to like come into their own strengths of not only solving this problem, but solving a problem of their own financially, which is huge. Yeah. Like such an impact. I loved one of the women was talking about how she was like, I just sort of like used to just sit at home and now I have a job. Like now I'm out and I'm making money and she talks about how her husband now respects her because she's bringing in money, which is this whole different subject. Yeah, that's <laughs> in a and whole, of itself. Yeah, that's a different piece for sure. Yeah. Um, I also really liked how they had educational demonstrations. So mm-hmm. they're going house to house because they can't really get the markets to be like, oh yeah, for sure we'll sell that for you. How much? So they're going home to home. They're talking to women on camera mm-hmm. about, look at we made this product. We know you need it. Will you buy it? Yeah. Half of them are like, oh, no, I don't need that. I'm pregnant. And they're like, you're not pregnant. Yeah. Oh, I don't need that. I just had a baby. Like, then you then need you it. Then you need it. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's, it's funny how you hear the excuses yeah. of why women are like, no, no, I don't need that. Um, but the ones that they do convince to get it is through education. Yeah. And so they even have, like, a demonstration with um, absorption. Yes. I love and it. And they're taking this commercial pad that's available, if you have a bunch of money, you can buy it, and they're showing how the product that they make is actually better quality, better. more absorbent, a simpler yeah. um, product in itself, mm-hmm. and effective. And so I felt, so they start to show how women are more and more... right. I loved that their pad wasn't as like pretty as the, as the like Kotex or whatever brand that they were using, but that it was more effective. And they somebody made a comment yeah. about how like, oh, this is like the daughter who just sits there and looks pretty, and like this is actually like the helpful stepdaughter or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had a couple yeah, analogies. I was like, oh, this is so. This is getting interesting. But um, hold on, one yeah. of those is um, so you don't have the most handsome husband <laughs> yes but but he can do the job if you know what i mean yeah. and i'm like yes we do know what you mean <laughs> don't give us the prettiest one yes. give us the one that can do the that job can do the job <laughs> if you know what i mean but it's yeah. fun to see those those cultural contexts yes. be able to you know cross yes, over those barriers for sure. 
Where I feel like some of those, I felt like I was almost sitting in like the Indian version of Wine and Gine yes. as they're talking. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure we did something very similar to this on a Facebook Live in our Wine and Gine community right. Facebook group. Well, as we're sitting here talking about this, I'm thinking, of course, on a much smaller, less dramatic scale yes. that's not as urgent or compelling. Right. We have, and many of our colleagues and friends and, and such have in a way rallied to say you can have a better period yes with this bit of education and these other tools and solving some of these problems mm-hmm. and talking about it and sharing information we can have more control over this aspect of our life that causes us yeah. a bit of grief for sure and there's a lot of parallels i felt like in this film that kind of resonated with that overarching perspective of how women end up treating menstruation and how to cope with it let's talk about that a little bit yeah absolutely I mean the shame and secrecy part of it there obviously is to a whole different degree than it is here but why I mean we have wine and gine specifically because there are there is such a lack of ability to talk about some of these things right. in so many communities and obviously, again, like you were saying, it's not as urgent, it's not as deep, it's not all of those things, but that's a very similar process that we go through because we don't have control over this. This is something that our bodies were designed to do, and therefore, like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. Like, we have to have periods. Of course we do. <laughs> you know? Of course yeah. we do, and it doesn't do anybody any good to pretend like we don't have them. Or to mismanage them because right. we're pretending like we don't have, you know, like there's a whole element there. And there was, um, there was a couple of, of women who quoted themselves, but I, it resonated with me what they were saying because it was essentially like, well, who told us that this wasn't okay, mm-hmm. that our bodies do this? Right. And how yeah, where did, did this it, come from? How does it happen that this became a secret thing? Or how did this happen that we don't talk about it? And those are the same things that we're asking ourselves. Yes. Yes. And it's not dire. We're all still going to school and right. we have we all have of the resources and, yes. that we need. And yet there's still a stigma. Mm-hmm. There's still an element of it that we're still trying to sort out and explain. And I don't know if we can blame it on the guys. I don't know if we can just be like, oh, you're trying to hold us down with your patriarchy. Because really what's happening is that we're creating in our American culture safe places for women to have these discussions and they don't necessarily want to have them. Right. Yeah. It's available. Yeah. Yet some, it's not, the invitation is not always accepted. Right. Yeah. And so we take this story, like Kelly first read with the, um, one of the judges the from, icky. yeah, yeah, calling it icky. I bet you we pulled 10 people at random. Do you oh, think yeah. your period's icky? Eight or nine of them are going to say yes. Yeah. I th- I would think so. Right? Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. I, I might be one of those people who's like, yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit icky. So I, we, we can take all of this feedback and we can kind of pull it together mm-hmm. and we can like have our opinions and like, oh, this is the reason why it's right. not quite right. But there's a, there's an element of that that we're, actually, we're, we're not always a part of the solution ourselves. Yes, it's very true. So what I love about this film is that it, it brings to light some of those 
issues that I feel like are actually universal. Yes. And we're not watching this film going like, oh, that's so sad for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're watching it and we're like, yeah, look at them. They're like doing a thing yes. here. Yeah, they're taking their situation and working to make it better. Yeah. On multiple levels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely empowering. It's cool. It's cool to watch. It's worth checking out. Yeah. So that's worth what, your thirty minutes. That's what we want is for you guys to um be like, yeah, I want to check out what this film's about. Watch it on Netflix and yes. then connect to their project. They've got the padproject.org and they are willing to work with individuals and groups to make this a more widespread thing mm-hmm. um, throughout India, throughout other, you know, undeveloped uh, places in the world. But they even recognize that there's places in the U.S. that mm-hmm. have low resource. And for sure, um, there's plenty of Americans who are suffering through their periods in a in a really similar way that it's interrupting their ability to work and go to school yes. because of their low resource. Yeah. So I like just that it's bringing um, an educational piece into it. It's thought-provoking, mm-hmm. I feel like. It's making us really think about what our relationship is to our own periods yes. and how we're navigating that and how we're kind of connected to all the other women who are continually navigating that yeah, part of their womanhood means. Yeah, absolutely. And like I was telling Tiffany before we started recording, it's not like you're going to watch this documentary and be like, that was a cinematic, this masterpiece. But it's incredibly compelling. The information is, like Tiffany was saying, very universal. And it's just so encouraging to see women take their situation and say something about this is not right. And we're going to try to make it better. And that's what we like aim to do here. And that's what we hope that you get when you watch this documentary. We hope that that's what you get when you listen to some of these podcasts. Like, yeah. oh yeah, we want to make this better. Mm-hmm. And so there you go. Yeah. Woo. There we go. There we go. So we'll be um, linking all of these things on our instagram this week and um in our facebook community as well if you're not a part of that yet uh get on facebook and search wine and gine community and jump in there because we'll be chatting um a little facebook live about this and uh yeah just creating community around awareness of this not only the um documentary itself but a lot of these kind of universal themes that it brings out too that's great Oh, Gyners. We hope you enjoyed our little spiel about this lovely documentary. Bye. Bye. The sponsor of today's show is Whole Mother Co., a fun give back shop that includes you, the busy mama, in making an impact with your purchases. Your partnership raises money promotes awareness and supports the mother-friendly causes you care about. Use code WINEANDGUINE at wholemotherco.com to get $5 off your first order. Wow, Kelly, they made it all the way to the end. What did they win? Lady, you've won a priceless connection with your amazing body that you've been doing your fab life in. 
Our hope is we've gifted you with some information and perspective you can use. Sharing is caring, and our mission is to make these topics familiar to all women. We bet you can think of three people right now who will find this episode helpful. So be a pal and share it. Lastly, you won't want to miss a thing coming up in Wine and Guide, so subscribe to get all the tasty details directly to your ears. Have a great day, vagina experts!